0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Between the Lines podcast. Here I am today with an NFL-based episode in which I'll be going through recent news updates. Uh, there's been you know, a bit of a wild week in the NFL within the, over the last week. I think there's a few things to talk about. Now, also, I will firstly address the time between my last episodes. It's been quite inconsistent in my uploads. You know, it took a long break over summer. Came back in was it late August or September time, and then now there's been a break for the month or so. Uh, reason being is because I've just gone into uni now, and obviously you know timetable schedule changes a lot. But now I'm getting more settled in. I'll hopefully be able to deliver much more consistent timings, smart uploads. Especially getting to the thick of the seasons in the NBA. The NBA is now about ten games in. The NFL, um, you know, game mid season point. Uh, postseason will be in a little bit, and obviously there'll be a lot of stuff to talk about then. In terms of football-wise as well, I'm sure there'll be stuff to talk about. Now, in today's episode, the main things I'll be addressing, as I'm sure people probably tell, well, by the title, we already know this as well, is the Henry Ruggs incident and why he was released, the situation around Odo Beckham Jr. and why he was released, and also, you know, the uh, knock on effect from these moves. i just breaking down that generally. This will be an N- NFL episode for today, and I'll see what goes on in the next. I'll try and get a timetable sorted or a schedule in which I'll be bringing more, um, as I said, consistent uploads. I'll be trying to do the whole, which I started, remember, um, a good few months ago about kind of weekly updates with NFL and NBA, kind of like a weekly roundup, which I think would be quite good to get back into. And so, yeah, to start, about the uh, Henry Ruggs incident. So, Henry Ruggs, a wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, was in his, he was a first-round pick 2019, 2020, 2020, I believe, 2020, Um, the first receiver picked out of the whole CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy group, and... Well, can you say he was a bust? I mean, he was very good, and, you know, a gentle, I say very good, but, you know, an electric speedster for the Raiders. I like to be Derek Carr's main man going forward, especially in the future. And um, he unfortunately got into an accident, a collision of some sorts, in which I say a quote from the Daily Mail. Now, I'm not going to exactly say the Daily Mail's most, uh, or the best source of news. But generally speaking, to round it up, um, he was traveling 156 miles an hour in his Corvette with his girlfriend. And then, an inter- in an intersection in Las Vegas, he drove into an SUV in which he killed a 23 year old woman and her dog. Um, obviously, extremely unfortunate. Um, now, in terms of minor details or more details going into that, apparently his blood alcohol level was twice Nevada's legal limit. And obviously, he's traveling 156 miles per hour, which is. ...clearly exceeding any kind of, um... ...uh... ...limits... ...that it should be. Um... ...he was... uh, ...when the mugshot was released, he was in a neck brace, obviously he... ...well, he got off lightly in comparison to, you know, the victim... ...but obviously still was affected. He collided with the Toyota, the victim's car, at 127 miles an hour at 3.40am... ...and in which the Toyota burst into flames, killing the driver and her dog. Now, apparently... Ruggs could face up to four 46 years in prison if he's convicted in all counts. And I think the minimum I saw of... At first I saw was a thing of between 2 and 20 years or something like that. But either way, he's going to face a lot of time and his well, his career, obviously, is over. Um, but it's just unfortunate. It's so unfortunate seeing how, you know, star like up- come, up-and-coming stars has ruined their lives by this. Um, you know, the Raiders looking good. The Raiders at this point were... Six and two. They've now just lost the Giants, my Giants, um, and they're now six and three. But even still, oh, sorry, five and five and three. Uh, let me do that real quick. Um, they're now five and three. So they were five and two beforehand, doing well, looking promising. I mean, I feel like that happens all the time. The Raiders They always start quite well, and then you know, late season collapse. they always end up around eight and eight or so. But they were looking good this year, and now they had the whole you know John Gruden thing uh in which he was released from the team let go and now their star wide receiver is also let go so yeah very unfortunate obviously it's very unfortunate as well the loss of life for the woman, only 23 and the dog um yeah but as, as i said it's just so unfortunate the way in which you know these young players throwing away their lives um yeah i mean there's not too much to say on that i don't want to start the episode you know in such a bad or sad way But that was the the biggest bit of news the last week. And now, in terms of a more neutral set of news, hopefully won't get your emotions running, is Odo Beckham Jr., the former star receiver for the New York Giants and Cleveland Browns, has been released. um, And will be subject to waivers, hitting waivers, well, I say on Monday. I'm recording this on on the Monday. He is set to hit it at 4pm, I believe, in which that will be in the UK about 9pm. So I'm recording this a good few hours before about four hours before he will hit waivers in which obviously it will go down where in terms of draft priority where you know records record wise so the Detroit Lions who are currently 0-8 will have the waiver for, you know priority so they have a chance to sign him now some of the details with this the cost of taking him for the remainder of the season is 7.25 million none of which will be allocated to the Browns um, if, if Odell Beckham Jr. passes through waivers in which no team claims him a Settlement kicks in with Cleveland on the hook for 4.25 million in which Odell then would be a free agent and then he can sign with any team. So with this agreement with the Cleveland Browns He cannot seek termination pay and the final two and the final two years his contract avoided So therefore if he you know joins a team in waivers He'll be a, hit that contract just lasting the year the rest of the year And then he becomes a free agent in which he can then obviously sign with any team now There's been reports coming out that saying that He wants to sign with the contender quite obvious I would say now, it's kind of interesting from a Giants point of view, in terms of the you know, Giants fan I'm a of the Giants, that's what this podcast is, at least, revolved around slightly. Interesting point of view in terms of, you know, well, would you take him back or what should the Giants try and go for him? Now, that's always been a question for the last year or so, obviously, Odell's been struggling uh, ever since he hit Cleveland. Look stats-wise, he's never had a fully healthy season. Um, apart from his first year, actually, I should say, his first year in Cleveland, it looked to be, I mean, interesting. He... Played in all 16 games, had 130, had 133 receptions and 1,000 yards, but only had four touchdowns. That was the main, main thing. And even in his last dwindling years in the Giants, he was kind of pretty low on the touchdown rate. Um, and then he played seven games in, in 2020 and then six games so far this year, but obviously a minimum snap count. In uh, 2020, played seven games. Obviously, got injured. He had 319 yards and three touchdowns through seven games. Obviously, lacklustre. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's always discussion about oh, you know, when the trade first went down those, those years ago, back in 2018, 2019, um, who won the trade and you know, the Giants received Darrell Peppers, a first and a third, which turned out to be Dexter Lawrence and O'Shane Jimenez Um, I mean, pr- I guess you can pretty confidently say now that the Giants won the trade, even though I'd still say, you know, Darrell Peppers has been a bit lackluster for the Giants Alex has been good, nice potential, um, hopefully a cornerstone for the Giants defensive line for years to come. In which Justin just came off his best game of the season against the Raiders uh, yesterday, Sunday, in which he got a PFF grade of 88.8, 8, I believe it was, or maybe 4. Um, but yeah, back on the whole Odell thing, I'm trying to keep Odell central today, uh, or focused. Um, very interesting to see what happens with him, obviously he's had a bit of a spiral in his career. It's interesting to see where he'll end up now. Let's say the Detroit Lions, uh, you know, waiver priority at number one. They are definitely need a receiver. Um, but obviously, will Odell want to go to the Lions? Um, will it even be worth the Lions paying 7 mil for him if he doesn't want to be there? And obviously, you know, it's a losing season for them at this point. They may as well just tackle them one overall pick. Um, you know, the Giants sit at. Let me have a look quickly. Um, I think it's eight. Um, NFL waiver priority. There you go. Let's have a look at this quickly. So currently, the Detroit Lions sit at one, Dolphins at two, Texans at three. I'll just go through the top ten. Tigers at four, Jets at five, Giants at six, Football team at seven, Eagles at eight, Silks at nine, Bears at ten. Now, I think if he were to get claimed, he's not going to go past 10, really. Now, if you're going to go through a little rundown of teams, you look at the Dolphins, too. So also the Lions I said. I doubt it. it. definitely could happen. They need it, but I don't think it's a very good match. To the Dolphins, now, if this was them last season, in terms of you know, where they're at, it'd be solid for them. And really good for the Venom of Tua, lower Bailoa, um, who needs to prove himself. But they're having a very, very bad season with, obviously, the second-worst record in the league. And um, it just wouldn't make sense. Then obviously all your teams really obviously obviously well, I'd say it's uh, overusing it obviously a little bit, but I guess just to emphasise my point is that um you know Odell wants to go to a contending team, he's going to be slightly costly at eight mil against cap. Is it worth? Well, is he going to want to go to most of these teams? Obviously who are doing badly aren't um who are high in the waiver wire priority aren't obviously going to be contending. The only team I see of like noteworthy of, notew- of uh, being noteworthy. the Giants are six simply not because they're good because they're not Um, hard not to say as it is but it's true then also the only reason that was because a reunion but then also I think really interestingly is nine the Seattle Seahawks the Seahawks have been pretty poor this year um, in which their record currently stands at about they're 3-5, 3rd in their division. The division, actually, the um, NSE West has been very interesting. Obviously, the Cardinals, 8-1, having a terrific year behind Kalamari. The Rams, 7-2, had an unfortunate loss against the Titans just last night. They're still very strong. And, obviously, the Seahawks and the Niners, both at 3-5, both very disappointing. be interesting to see, obviously, you know uh, what the Seahawks do if Odell reaches 9. It would make a lot of sense to bring him in. Um... Yeah, obviously i think i'll make another episode on the odell situation after um he's either cleared the clear the wave of wire and joined a team as a free agent in which obviously if that happens then well there's a lot of different teams you can go to um the cardinals could make sense the rams would definitely make sense since they just released a sean jackson in which he's now signed with the raiders the ravens the packers the bills the saints the saints are in Desperate, desperate need for a receiver. Seeing as Michael Thomas has just been ruled out for the rest of the year with an ankle injury, in which their receivers have been absolutely terrible. They had Trevor Simeon being their signal caller uh, just last game, in which they lost the now 4 and 4 Falcons. So, yeah, very interesting to see what happens. It's going to really shake up the NFL. And um, it's just weird seeing how Odell's gone from once, you know, genera- seen as a generational talent, you know, known as the guy for that catch back in 2014 and his rookie year with the Giants. And has now been released by a hope- hopeful contending Cleveland Browns. And the Browns obviously haven't been as good. They're sitting at 17th in the waiver wire. In which their record currently stands at 5-4. Uh, and four after They just beat the Cincinnati Bengals 41-16 uh, yesterday. But um, obviously the Browns will be contending with the team they have. So it's interesting to see you know, how that's worked out. But they've obviously actually been better uh, without him. Obviously as he's compiled, you know, barely 1,600 yards in the last three seasons for the Browns, and only seven touchdowns. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting to see what will happen with this and how it will end up, see where he goes and how that will shake up the you know the league for contending teams. Obviously, as a Giants fan, I've got mixed feelings about, you know, obviously he'd be a great addition, and I'm sure... I'd say, I'd, the thing is, I'd say, oh, I'm sure he could help, you know, revive his career maybe in the Giants, with the Giants, but the Giants wouldn't do that. They're not very good. They're very inconsistent, obviously they'd just be the Raiders and they're now three and six looking hopeful that they could turn the season around of some sort, but as long as you've got Jason Garrett as your coordinator, um offensive coordinator, you're not gonna do anything. I mean if you think Odell wasn't getting targeted in Cleveland, he's not gonna get targeted at all in New York. Um Kenny golladay obviously the main guy, signed for big, big money, eighty mil a year uh, this this season and is turning the first round pick. They combined for three targets last night, or yesterday against Raiders, in which then Carl Rudolph, the tight end, who's been forming sub-parley this year, had five targets, which just shows Jason Garrett's offense is lacking of any sense, pretty much. It's obviously great to hear. Um, As a Giants fan, it's really good that you know that um, your offensive-minded coordinator, or offensive coordinator, who's meant to be offensive-minded as a head coach, is holding your team back offensively. That's really good, but um, yeah. Obviously, it would help in terms of all the injuries the Giants are currently enduring. We're saying Shepard's out with a quad injury. Derek slate there is Slayton's out. Kenny Galladay's just returned. Tony totally has a lingering ankle issue, which he's now healthy, but you know it could always come back. So um it's annoying because the Giants were contending. the Giants didn't, you know, lose some easy games against the Falcons, the football team, even the Chiefs, which befor- performing poorly when they just beat the Giants on Monday Night of Football last week. Um, the Giants could be 6-3 in looking at, you know, as being a con- good contending team. Also, the other factor that I forgot to mention is Dave Gettleman. Um, that relationship with Odell may be irreparable or, you know, uh, not fixable. But I guess we'll see. Time will tell. And hopefully the next episode that I release could be centred around that. But yeah, that's all I have for today. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you all next time. <laughs>